Perry Yee, what's up, dude? Not too much. Appreciate you having me back. Got Navy SEAL on the podcast number two. Excited to have you back and talk a little bit about some current events. Um, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and your company, Fortified Measures. Sure. Yeah, so um, like you mentioned, I was a former Navy SEAL, so I served with uh, SEAL Team 7 here in San Diego. Um, I got out of the military back in 2011, and from 2014 to now, um, I actually started uh, teaching at a close quarters combat school. So um, we were teaching uh, civilians, law enforcement, military, all um, close quarters techniques, and it was it was strictly force on force, meaning we were using uh, training tools that had a projectile to where you were actually getting shot at while training, um, which in my opinion is hands down the best way of training because you're going to learn a lot about yourself and how you're actually going to react in a gunfight. You know, you don't get that experience when you're out on the range with live fire or even going through um, like a shoot house shooting at paper targets. You know, you, you need that um, that constant threat that's going to, I think, elevate your your, your training and skill set. So uh, I was doing that for a few years. And so, um, yeah, from 2014 to about 2017, you know, we were training three to four hours a day three to four days a week for years so the, with the, simulation the, the consistency was there you know I've, I've never been so shot up in my life you yeah. know even like playing paintball as a kid you know um so great training more than you know more consistent than i ever was on active duty so uh, definitely picked up a lot and um the person i was learning under this guy dave maynard he was a former uh, he was a retired seal and then had 10 plus years as a grs contractor with the cia um, he was still operating in combat zones into his late 60s. Damn. Yeah, the guy's just just a freak of nature. Uh, I'm actually going to train with him next next weekend. So nice. still, still getting after it. But um, I learned a lot from him and, um, you know, learned the took aspects that when I was active, um, you know, things that worked, things that didn't work, and kind of changed up, you know, things that I do and, and what I teach now. So, um, so, yeah, my company, Fortified Measures, we are local here within San Diego County. And what we do is we... Um, we focus on the home defense aspect for the everyday civilian. Yep. So what it is, it's, it's a traveling service. So I come to your door and with all of the, the training tools needed, we use everything that's completely safe. They're all, um, you know, gas powered rifles, pistols with interactive targets. So it's, it's a little bit realistic, but you have less safety precautions that you, you know, you would had a live fire range. Yep. Um, but we go over, ways to you know, make you better as a protector and um, you know the leader of your house and uh, go over certain aspects as far as teaching you how to beef up your home yep. to you know, make it less desirable to the uh, criminals on the outside and um, but hopefully just give people a peace of mind you know then the, the confidence that they're going to be able to protect themselves and their family in a hopefully unlikely situation that they get caught up in a home invasion scenario yeah um, so there's a that's what I do full-time now and um, so we've been going now for a couple of years it actually started once once the the riots and everything started happening yeah. you know, it, it, was, it was born from that just people reaching out to me and like, hey can you come you know teach me how to, how to shoot and teach me how to you know protect my home stuff like that so it, um, you know, the business was built out of that and so right unfortunately it's it's the time we live in and um, you know as you see in on the news and social media yeah things are not getting better and they're not going to get better and so once you accept that fact then you know it's time to kind of think about next steps right yeah and guys i hired perry uh what a year uh, close to two years ago yeah, now yeah. we started and um 
his training is phenomenal. So if you guys are interested or even have the thought of it, reach out to Perry and Fortified Measures because it's 100%. I, I cannot everybody needs this and there's such a demand for it too because unfortunately what's going on um and especially if you live in a, a major city or a place like san francisco like get out yeah yeah <laughs> if you can get yeah. out of a major city so w- what do you think about for the average homeowner like alarm systems like what before somebody gets through the door what do you think kind of measures should people take to beef up their home security yeah, before great, using a gun great question so um are right, you get a take in consideration you know the the mindset behind these people that are committing these crimes you know they're they're going to look for the path of least resistance and if you give them any type of challenge to even get into your home it's not worth their time to spend time trying to get into yours when they can easily just move move on right um you know unfortunately you don't want to be able to (laughs) you don't want to send threats to somebody else but um yeah a couple things you can do as far as home like measures go is you mentioned security systems. So, you know, there's are, there's a few different security systems out there that you can get, whether it's uh, like ADT is probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, cameras are a big thing, you know. Um, but when it comes to cameras, you want to have them visible, right? You don't, you don't want to have hidden cameras because you want people to see them and to know that they're being, they're being watched, they're being recorded. Right. Um, even something as simple as having a sign, right? You get an ADT sign, you stick in your yard. Like yeah. Maybe you can't afford security, yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. you can afford a sign off of eBay or, or Amazon. So something like that can be a great deterrence um, when it comes to like windows, thinking about landscape, looking around your house. Like if you have the ability to put some type of thorny bush mm-hmm. outside of a window or something that they're going to have to maneuver through, make some noise in order to get to a window or to a door. Um, a big one is um, if you guys have a dog or even if you don't have a dog for any reason, having something as like as small as a dog bowl and toys outside for them to see. Yeah. And then it gives off the illusion that you, you know, that you do have a dog or something that uh, might alert once they right. come to you. And then there's, there's things inside the home, something as simple as, you know, taking, if you have sliding doors and windows, taking, you know, wooden dowel or PVC pipe, putting them in the tracks to make sure that, you know, the, the doors can't be open if they're, even if they're unlocked or windows can't be open. So if you give them, you know, the the choice to where they are going to have to physically break something yeah. to get into your home, if you are home, you know, that's hopefully is enough of an alert to, you know, give you time to either get to your firearm grab your family uh, get to a certain room or, or you know whatever procedures you guys have into place um but it just gives you a little you know a little bit of extra time right um and then uh, but again there so we can talk about it here in a minute but you know there's there's a lot of different groups right now in san diego county right. that are very sophisticated and they're doing a lot of burglaries in a lot of the nice areas of san diego as well and so you know they're driving around in nice cars so that yep. they don't stand out um they are doing their homework they're watching people's schedules they know when people are home and people aren't home they have tools like uh like wi-fi jammers to um flippers <laughs> yeah have you seen the flippers? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so they're you know they're um to take care of your security systems they're actually scaling if you have a two home or a two-story home they're scaling walls to get up to second stories because they're uh, most likely don't have securities through second story windows and things like that. So they're they're very smart in what they do, uh, but the downside is 
they're they're in groups, right? Mm. So you're looking at four or five plus people. Um, that's including a driver. And so now again, you know, they've been really good with making sure that people aren't home. They're doing their robberies. They know what's what's expensive, what's cheap. Right. Um, they've even um, one of the groups that actually what we just talked about this that was caught and released. Um, they would even come across firearms in the home when they would leave the firearms mm. untouched um, to, to make sure the they don't yeah stuff. they don't escalate that. But um, either way, so now you know you're looking at a scenario where maybe they think you're not home and there's you know you leave the house maybe you're your wife is home alone or something like that yeah um you know there's a break-in you know you're you're looking at multiple threats right so you you got to consider that you know a home invasion doesn't mean you're going to have one person that's i mean maybe it's one person cracked out of their mind yeah um but the reality is especially here within san diego is you're you're going to be looking at multiple threats in the home right okay so now i want to talk about something that a lot of people overlook so people that maybe aren't trained in firearms, don't have any kind of military or any of that kind of background. A lot of people buy firearms and they think, cool, I'm good, but they don't get the training. So even if they do go and they go to a range and they can shoot perfect little groups and they're amazing, when it comes under stress and you have all these stress hormones running through your body, adrenaline, all of that stuff, you know, how do you get somebody to be competent when it goes down? Because you know, as the song says, when the shit goes down, you better be ready. But a lot of people aren't. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, there's a, such a big irresponsibility to the gun owner that buys their firearm. They keep it in the nightstand. Maybe they shoot once every few months or so. You're not doing yourself, you know, a, a justice. So to answer your question, the, the, big, the easiest answer is training, right, and consistency. You have to train as much as you can with whoever you can, you know, and I, I fully think that people should seek out to different instructors and see what works for them, what doesn't work for them and take a little bit from everybody. Right. And, um, but it's, it's consistency. So, you know, in a situation like a home invasion scenario, no one's going to rise to the occasion. They're going to fall to the lowest level of training. Yep. And so, the, you know, like you said, they can be a great marksman, um, but they've never been in a stressful environment. Um, so it's really, that's what I try to bring to people in the home is giving them realistic views of what things might look like in that scenario. And um, and we try to make it as stressful as we can, but something as even putting a time limit on something is a stressor. You know, you see people start to fumble just because they're trying to make time. Right. So the, the smallest little thing will add the, will add the extra stress. So yeah, easiest answer is consistency and training. Um, but also formulating a plan, you know? So there's, there's the debate on do I keep my firearms loaded, unloaded, loaded but not chambered, you know, things like that. And so the the best answer is whatever you're going to be most consistent with and the best, uh, the, the most you train with, but you need to train through the motion, you mm-hmm. know. So if you have a magazine in your firearm but you don't have it chambered, you need to train with when I grab my gun, the first thing I'm doing is racking that slide. Um now you know pros and cons it's more time it's more steps you're gonna have to take under pressure but if you build the muscle memory you know you're gonna have a better chance of succeeding got it yeah i think that's really important and and one thing that i didn't realize was you know like it's like 
before you get into your first fight as a young kid, I don't know if you ever got into fights as a kid, but it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I remember my first like fight that I can remember as a kid, me and just some other kid, the adrenaline rush that happened, you know, it's like you would, if you had asked me a day before, you know, Hey, what happened if Jimmy tried to fight you? Oh, I'd whip his ass, yeah. you know, but, <laughs> but when it happens, your adrenaline goes and you start to get sloppy. And yeah, that's one thing that I didn't, you know, before we started working together, I never really had run through in my mind, like, Oh, you need a standard operating procedure for everything, you know, and, and working through the muscle memory is, is super important. Just like getting in your car and you don't think about putting your right. seatbelt on. Right. Yeah. If you can have it be second nature, you know, that's, that's going to, how you're going to be the most successful. And so, and again, you, and you don't have to have someone like me come into your home to do this, right? right? These are things you can do on your own. You can do them while, you know, watching TV in your house when you're just going through, you know, basic functionality, um, <clears throat> or just, again, kind of formulating a plan of like, it, it's hard. You don't want to, you want to, you don't want to game the situation, right? Cause you right. never know what's going to happen. And you can train and train and train and train and train. You can have every scenario run through your head. And then, you know, you could be in a deep sleep and someone breaks in and you don't even hear them and you don't yeah. know until it's too late. You know, that's that can happen. So you never want to game anything because, you know, things are always going to be unexpected. But you can at least kind of pregame, right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. So you can take steps to at least know. I have my weapon here in this room or I have one in this room or um, if you let's say you know you're you're sitting on your couch watching TV and someone breaks in when you're not near your firearm right you know, what you have immediately you're, you have weapons all around you you know I guarantee you on your coffee table you might have a mug yeah right you have something that you can throw and possibly you know deter or at least give you a give you a fighting chance where it's you, you send a barrage of things you know human nature is going to take take action and you know if someone throws something at your face what are you going to do you're right. going to try to protect yourself yeah so if you are at least in the fighting mindset of i can do something that will either allow me to retreat right allow me to get out and get away or allow me to just get a minute to a, a second head start to right. the bedroom to where my safe is to where my firearm is so right you know there's a lot of things you can do in your everyday life or like you know a tell the scenario to a lot of people is like you could be at a restaurant right let's say you're at a restaurant with your family 50 people 10 people five people doesn't matter and someone comes in trying to shoot up the place you yeah. know what would you do if let's say everybody was in the fighting mindset and what would like what would this person do if 50 people got up and all through their chair at them yeah you know what, what would you do if 50 yeah. chairs come flying at your face right you know you you have the ability to, to at least kind of work things a little bit in your favor but if you never train for it, if you never plan for it, your your body's not going to know the right reaction. Got it. So again, building the muscle memory and just every day, if you can just take a minute every day with here are the things around me and just just be just situationally aware with the the weapons you have available. Right. That doesn't have to be your firearm. Got it. Okay. So let's talk about home defense options like uh, shotguns, handguns pistol carbines what do you think you know what what's what's your go-to is right. it a handgun <laughs> is it a rifle like yeah this this will forever be an endless debate yeah um because it is it it all comes down to the individual okay. right so the the best home defense weapon is the one that you're most proficient with got it and that's not only shooting but knowing the functionality yeah uh, you know doing doing reloads being able to 
work through malfunctions, whatever it may be. So, um, you know, for me personally, my my go-to is a handgun. One, so all right, you got shotguns, you got pistols, you have rifles. All have pros, all have cons. Right. Right. So you know the the shotgun debate. I don't shoot shotgun all that much. Okay. Um, you know I have one that kind of just sits in the safe, take it out every once in a while. Um, I don't train with it enough for me to want to use that as my personal home defense weapon. Yep. Um, but you're looking at with shotguns, you're gonna have less penetration power than you would with you know a, a two two three round. So you're gonna have less worry about what's gonna happen past the target. Yep. Um, which is you know a good thing. But also with shotguns, you're gonna be limited on ammo capacity. Yeah. You know, most magazine tubes, you know, you're looking at maybe five, six shells, maybe even plus one in the chamber. So you're gonna be limited on ammo. Yep. Um, with handguns. Right, you have the pros of being a small, compact package. It fits, you know, in the nightstand, wherever under the pillow, which I don't recommend. Yeah. <laughs> either way, you know, it's a small package. Shooting pistols are is hard. I mean, it, it's the hardest platform to shoot. Right, you only have two points of contact on the weapon. There's, um, you need to have a really good trigger pull as well, sideline, mm-hmm. I and mean, there's a lot of different things that that can go wrong. With right. If you're if you're not used to shooting pistol, there's a lot of things that that can happen. Uh, but yeah, for me, you know, I shoot pistol quite often. And yeah. And it's small. Um, I, it's it's not going to hinder me going through doorways and hallways and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people love an AR platform. You know, it's going to be extremely reliable. It's going to be very um, accurate. Yeah. Um, you have four points of contact on the weapon. You know, you're going to have less movement with trigger pull if you if you have a bad trigger pull. Um, but now you're looking at a larger platform as well. You know, same with the shotgun. You're going to have a large platform to where you need to know how to maneuver through doorways, through hallways. Um, you know, you get more capacity with ammunition. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to worry about the penetration power as well. You know, yeah. what what type of rounds do you have in your magazine? Especially if um, you live in like an apartment or right, something. Right, right. If you live in an apartment, right, there's yeah. there's no safe direction. Yeah. You know, you might have people below you, above you, yep. on either side. Do hollow points help versus full so metal hollow, jacket? So hollow points uh, are going to be a um, they're going to do a better job if you hit your target. Okay. Right. So as long as you're hitting your threat, you know they're they're designed to penetrate through. They break apart. Okay. And they're going to tear more tissue. But if you're missing your target, th- you're still you're still going through walls unless you're you know maybe you're lucky enough to hit a stud. You might get some deflection. That's really you know your your hope on that. But it's um, crazy. Yeah. Balli- are ballistics are like it's it, they're not my specialty by any means. Yeah. I mean I have a very like basic knowledge on it, but it's something you need to be aware of. You know, right. when you're when you're in this situation, everyone is in the moment, and so you know, taking steps. You, know, you just talked about maybe some ways to hopefully, you know, beef up your home to be a deterrent um, to when you're in the fight to what's what comes after. Right. You know, you got to think about legally what comes after as well. Mm-hmm. Like you have firearms insurance, which right. I, every gun owner should have. Right. Um, but and then even within your home, you know, you got to you got to think about where are your loved ones in this situation right. you know like are you going to be shooting past target into your kids room yeah you know th- there's a lot of things that that can go wrong um but it's yeah it, it's hard to think about everything when you're in the moment because right. you're just you're in survival mode now when you're training in the seal teams do they do a lot of war games where they kind of do like you know two different teams trying to figure out what they would do in a real life situation so we we don't 
we didn't do a lot. So okay. we usually, so we, the only time we would do that is when we would have like a final training exercise within a certain block of training. Okay. So like I mentioned before, when um, I was working at the uh, CVB school, you know, we were doing nothing but constant force on force training. We hardly ever did that when I was active. You know, really? we would spend two, three, four weeks doing all of our close quarter stuff. You know, mm -hmm. we start doing it dry. We're, you know, maneuvering as a fire team, as a platoon um, through the building then you know you go up to live fire where you're actually you know you're you're shooting at paper targets and then you'd end on now you have role players now you have your simunition or whatever and then put it all into play right um which for me is backwards okay because you say you spend all this time building up the muscle memory without having again that projectile that somebody's shooting back at you and you know mike tyson said it the best you know everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face right. it's the same concept yep right you can be a super flowy smooth unit with the second the shots start firing your natural state of survival says hold on i'm <laughs> maybe i'm not gonna rush into this room just right yet. yeah um but yeah in, in my opinion it's totally backwards you should be doing the force and force consistently um but yeah, we, we wouldn't really do scenarios until we were at the end of whichever block of training we were going through. Got it. Okay, cool. So so I want to circle back because a lot of people on the, the firearms that you get, um, I just got a pistol caliber carbine Ruger PC-9, which I'm super pumped about. But when it comes to rifle versus shotgun, we'll just take handgun out for now. Okay. Uh, would you prefer a Ruger, like PC-9 kind of pistol carbine or a shotgun? And I know that it's case-by-case -case basis and whatever you train with but based on whether it's you know because i mean you might only have five shots from your shotgun and it's going to be probably harder to reload that than just switch a mag out right yeah i mean me personally i'm always going to go for like an ar platform okay or something that's you know semi-automatic you get higher capacity because even with you know the the nine mil rifles you can have a a 30 round mag that right. they make or even you know 60 round drum yeah <laughs> yeah if you're able to get one not, not here not in not California. here yeah we definitely don't have it here but um yeah for me personally i, I want to worry less about having to do reloads and i mean if you're shooting 30 rounds anyway you know you're it's a big problem yeah it, either a you're you're a god awful shot <laughs> or maybe you're in a right scenario right right so um yeah if you're blown with your multiple magazines in your home it's you know it's you probably have a, a pretty crappy situation on your hands right um and at that point yeah i don't me personally i don't want to have to worry about having five six shells my gun and then having to load them one by one you know it's it's not going to be as efficient for me when you're in the fight sure so again that's just me i don't train with shotguns often i'm sure there's some people that are you know incredibly fast with them incredibly accurate and might be their weapon of choice. That's great. Um, also, you know, I don't want to be blowing holes all through my my walls as well. You know, if I can hit my target um, with better accuracy with an air platform, for me personally, I, I would just personally choose that. Right. So, but that's my opinion. Okay. You know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be different for every individual person. You know, you have people that just grew up with shotguns. Right. right? But maybe they have decades worth of shooting shotgun experience, and so that just might be what they prefer. Okay. Um. But there's also you no know, saying you can be proficient in all of them. So <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, okay. I would say take the time in the you know take the time on each platform and just and see what works best for you. Cool. And um, 
the common theme here is train. It, it's it's always going to be the number one answer. It doesn't okay. matter what tool weapon you have. You can have a you know baseball bat. You can because you know, there's you know we can talk about some less lethal options um, and for the house as well. But you know each are going to come with their you know their own set of cons as well. But um, yeah, it doesn't matter what weapon system you can have a magazine rolled up. Yeah, you know you I mean you're not going to bop them on the head like you're a bad <laughs> dog. But you roll up a magazine super tight. Yeah. Oh, an use, actual use magazine. The top, okay. right? Got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like a, on yeah. the coffee table magazine. Yep. Right. You can roll that thing up tight and use the top of it. Yep. You can jam that up in someone's, you know, someone's nose, someone's yeah. chin, um, and still do some damage. You know, it's, it's funny to think about, but it's it's something. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's some people that are like, I could never shoot somebody, and you know, one, they've probably never been in that life-threatening situation where that might change if they ever, you know, had to experience that. But, you know, there's things that you can do um, as far as, like, non-lethal options. You know, you can have pepper spray, you know, for instance. Um, but one, you can think about your inside, your home. Mm-hmm. So if you have any type of mist spray, that's going to get everywhere. If the yep. person has, like, glasses or any type of eye protection yeah. and you don't hit your threat where you need to, right. you know, you might not be doing anything. There's, like, there's tasers as well where with all these options you are now limiting the distance you're going to have to be mm-hmm. with your threat as well which right. obviously distance is going to be your friend but in the scenario where you have like a taser um you got to worry about if their clothing is super thick right maybe they have a jacket on sweatshirt and you don't get full penetration and then you know you're kind of right screwed right there as well yeah um, but there's thing you know if, if you have like a baseball bat like there's there's things you can do to set yourself up for success as far as positioning and yeah. where you're going to be you know if you are able to um you know even though like with my training like i teach my clients the actual movement on doing room clearings yep. throughout your house but that's not always the best answer right the best answer for you might be hey i'm, I'm grabbing my kids and my wife and we're going to the bedroom i'm watching the door while she's on the phone with the with the cops yep. and so at that point you know if you have a firearm you can be you know tucked away at a separate corner watching that door waiting for it to open um but if you have something like a baseball bat distance is not your friend at that point right 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 because if someone's coming in with a firearm and you're hiding in the corner with a baseball bat not in striking distance you know there's nothing you're going to do in that situation so right. you know knowing that hey i now need to be at the door maybe i'm kneeled down at the door waiting for it to open and now you can have at least a better chance of being able to strike first, go for the gun, whatever it may be. Got it. But you just got to know that, you know, whatever platform you go with, whatever system it is, you got to know its limitations. Right. Um, and then you got to know the correct way to use it. Okay. So let's talk about medical. Let's say that you get into a gunfight with somebody in your house, you get shot in the arm, you know, tourniquet, pressure, like what's your go-to for that kind of scenario? Um, well, I, I have a ton of tourniquets around the house. <laughs> so... Um, I, I need to practice more. Yeah. That being said, yeah. I haven't put one on in quite some time. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that's, that's a tough question. Cause it, it, it kind of boils down to, you know, what the injury is. Right. Um, can you fight through it? You know, is it how life threatening is it? Yep. Um, you know, if you get shot in the arm, you're still capable of being in the fight. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so there's, yeah, that's a, that's a tricky situation. If you have no medical training, you know, there's, plenty of companies that do tac med stuff right where you know they go through the whole 
putting on tourniquets, packing wounds, things like that, you know, that you, that is, you know, relevant to this type of situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, uh, so yesterday I was driving to jujitsu and I just had this weird feeling all day, like something just stay in the house. Don't go anywhere today. I don't know what it was, full moon, whatever you want to call it, but I just had a weird feeling. And I'm driving, and this giant, I'm on the freeway, going California freeway speed, and I'm in the fast lane, and this giant wooden board flies up in the air off the ground, comes straight for me, and at the last second kind of curves to the right, smashes the front of my car, smashes the window on the side, and it could have been, I'm telling you, yeah. dude, if that had hit me straight on, right. it would have been really bad. But I had I had a tourniquet right there, which would have been good, but only one. So do you, do you think that people should carry more than one tourniquet, a first aid kit, everywhere they go, every vehicle? What, what do you think? Um, I think it's, I mean, it's it's safe to have, you know, if you have the room, um, and even just have basic stuff, right, where you don't have to have anything super elaborate, but it all comes down to do you know how to use it, right? Right. So I, I know people that carry med kits that have never gone through any type of, like, you know, attack medicine course or yeah. anything, and it's right. like when it, com- when it comes down to it, when they have to use it, are they even going to know Right, the, like how to yeah. how to apply whatever they're 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 having to use, so again comes down to training, right? I think it's good. It's always good to have one in the vehicle if you have again you've got the space for it. Um, you know, is it realistic for some people? You know, probably not. I don't know. I mean, I think the the likelihood of you getting into any type of at least firearms related accident is probably is really low. But right. there's every you know like you said there's things that could happen. You know, car yeah. wreck things like that. Right. Um, we actually got rear-ended yesterday. Oh, you did. Yep. Um, Everybody good. Everyone's good. Okay. And um, it was very. So we both was, yesterday yeah. had a weird. That's weird. Yeah, Should have stayed right. home, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we were driving back from our um, baby's two-week appointment, so we're with our newborn. Congrats, by the and way. Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, luckily, it wasn't anything hard. We were at a red light, and the lady behind us wasn't paying attention, and the the lane to the left of us was a turn lane, so that started going, and mm-hmm. so she just you know saw the movement out of the corner of her eye decided she was going to go and just ran into us got it okay so luckily it was very minor nobody was hurt sure um, she was very shaken up but you know not a big deal yeah uh, anyway but um it's always good to have you know right if you can you never know what the scenario is going to be but you need to know how to use it and that's just that's going to be the answer for everything right um do you need more than one thing you know it's there might be overkill you know yeah. if you have something for everybody in the car you know, you might be looking at a giant med bag <laughs> in your back Just get seat. Get a trailer. Yeah, but um, I would say having just at least the basics. Um, at least having like one one tourniquet would be good. Um, but yeah, again, you, you got to know how to use it. Sure. So let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about what happened in Israel, and I want to talk about how people should be prepared in case something like that happens here. People always have this thought of that won't happen to me because I'm here. Right. But it's crazy because mass shootings that happen in public, they happen, right? Uh, you know, what happened in Israel is something that I don't think anybody thought would have happened. It happened. And I feel like a lot of people that were on the other side of that felt safe and secure where they were, and it happened. So what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on people that are coming through the border and not knowing um, – just some of the some of the stuff around that. Um, unfortunately, it's just a matter of time. Um, so, I don't think people are going to be coming over on like little 
paragliders. parachutes <laughs> <laughs> and have a whole like red dawn scenario i don't see that happening here mm-hmm. but um you're extremely naive if you if you don't believe that those threats are already here right um you know with over the especially with you know administration in the past few years of the open borders these people are already in our country right and in my opinion again just my opinion that it's just a matter of time yep you know how big of a scale i don't know again that's why i would never going to be in a major city i would never live in a major city um but um yeah the whole it's not going to happen to us mentality has to has to go because right. it, the, the reality is these people are already in our, they're already in our country and it again it's just a matter of time when we're going to see the next 911 and and I don't think when you say these people you know I know that there's already people that are going to watch this that are going to go oh he's racist he's this I and I don't want to put words in your mouth but I don't think you're talking about the hard working people coming from El Salvador Mexico no, of course, Venezuela right yeah I mean obviously not every person coming through the border yeah. is a terrorist right i mean that's that's facts i'm playing yeah. simple right yeah, yeah people are still looking for that american dream that may or may not exist anymore right so, um, but the the reality is you know when you have loads and loads of nothing but military aged males coming through yeah at a you know in large groups the well, realistic answer is you know they're not immigrants coming to you know work the farms right yeah i mean and if you look it seems like we're being infiltrated not just by people, but by ideology, by drugs, fentanyl coming from China through Mexico and through Canada. Um, does it seem like and policy? Yeah, don't yeah <laughs> like I mean, I mean, like things I- into looking at how military and police departments are run, right? Like it, it's like every bit of our society from one to another is being eroded from the inside out, right? And so is that kind of how you see it or is that not where you yeah so we're i mean we're at a point right now where you know good men created easy times and we are transferring from that easy times that are creating weak men Mm -hmm. and you know being in america and especially you know the the time we have been in here you know there's a lot of privileges we get you know we won the lottery being born in this country yeah and that has been at risk for a while you know when you when you do think about policy administrations that have weakened our country that we you can see now you know we're so weak as a nation you know other other nations laugh at us right and um again you got to be really naive to think that you're that we're not going to be caught up in a situation anytime soon because you look at the people now where everything is you know look at all the people sympathizing with Hamas and yeah. these terrorists that were literally going through villages, decapitating babies, killing women, children, taking right. hostages. There's people out here that are sympathizing with them, protesting for them yeah. when they have no idea the type of people that you know these terrorists yeah. are. Like if you, <laughs> if you right. were to come across them, they wouldn't spare your life for anything. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, it's very surprising to see, and the whole the whole. Palestine Israel thing I mean that's a whole conversation so yeah. that we can go back biblically and why everything is so backwards right now uh-huh. but from what that stemmed from is you know Palestine the Palestinians are the, are the real occupiers right and um, you know I, I know our administration is just pushing for can't the wait whole, to see the comments on this yeah, this is gonna be great the, you know the administration is pushing for the whole two-state solution and that's mm-hmm. that will never be a solution because Got when it. you have one side that 
wants to wipe the other side off the map. Yeah. You know, they don't want to live in harmony. Right. So it's, it's not a solution and it yeah. never, never will be. But, um, yeah, either way, you know, not trying to offend anybody, but you know, if you're offended, nobody cares. <laughs> and there's just so many people that aren't going to be prepared. And when something happens, you know, they're going to be blaming everybody else around them. And, it's just we're in that time where nobody's taking responsibility you know, for, for their actions. No one's taking responsibility for being prepared for the worst that's to come because it is right. going to come. You yeah. Know, you can mark my words there. It's, it's just a matter of time. When it does, how do you think it would pop off? Like, what do you think? Do you think it's wide scale terror attacks at the same time? You know, I mean, we, we've got to have, I mean, they've busted sleeper cells all through this country yeah. multiple times. Um, you know, obviously, I, I don't know. Yeah. But I wouldn't put it past them. You know, I, I would definitely be ready for a multi-attack situation you yeah. know, across the the entire country because they right. are across the entire country. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like that. And, you know, they're going to have the most impact when you have multiple things happening at once and then you create more chaos and then it's, it's harder to control. So right. um, I think that's a definitely like big possibility that that will happen. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And all I know is I need to be able to take care of my family. Yep. Um, our home, if we're able to stay in our home, you know, have a group, a group of people that you can trust and rely on, um, have food, water stored. Yep. Um, cause even at the, the very least, you know, if we get into a point where something as small as another pandemic happens, yeah people are going to go nuts. Yeah. Right. You know, how crazy was it during dude? It, that was when I really, I mean, that's when we started working together and that was when it really, when the riots happened down here and my girlfriend and I got caught in one, we were just trying to walk from the office back to the house and thousands of people were running through here. You know, the, the, it happened so fast and the mom, the mob mentality doesn't matter who you are. If you get caught up on the wrong side of that, it's, it's crazy. You know, my girlfriend and I went to the top of this parking garage when this whole group was running. The cops are out there doing riot control. And we just went to the top of this parking garage and just watched. And it's just like absolute <laughs> it's like the chaos. chaos. It's kind of cool. Like, holy, it's like a system of a down song, like right there, you know. But uh, but it, it was just absolutely chaotic. And it's like, holy shit, imagine if these people were hungry and thirsty. Yeah. I mean, you should realistically have at least a few months worth of rations as far as food and water goes yeah. toward the trees you know what, what, whatever toilet basic paper. You know, toilet paper for sure right all the all the basic things that you're going to need to get by without having to go out into public yeah because right? it's, it's going to be a disaster and so yeah you you saw what happened with you know something like a virus you know what's going to happen when there's a, a different active threat happening yeah and so if you're able yeah i just need to be able to protect my home my family um be able to stay indoors yep. and not have to go out into all the chaos um, but also have a plan on where you're going to go because they're you know if you're in a city and you need to get out you know what does that look like you know are they occupying freeways you know what happened when all these people were blocking the freeways you know there's things you got to consider where if, if travel is a necessity yep that's going to be a bad day yeah um, not saying that everyone needs to go move out of the city because right. it's not realistic but be aware and be prepared as best as you possibly can be 
people are always like, why, why, you know, you buy all these toys. It's like, well, I have a Jeep, I have a truck, I have a dirt bike with a, you know, I mean, I have a decent way of getting out if I need right. to. I can throw the Jeep, the dirt bike on the back of my Jeep and at least, you know. Just put a, like a snowplow on yeah, the your Jeep. Yeah, maybe, yeah. With, <laughs> with the, like, remember that guy that uh, made the homemade tank with a caterpillar, yeah. you know, and he went around and because he didn't pay some parking tickets or something. I don't remember what that, do you know what I'm talking no. about? This it sounds guy, great, though. He had a bulldozer, and he, in his shed, I mean, he had some problems with the government and uh, I think was screwed over by the government pretty bad and had enough, and he went on this terror. We'll, we'll put a clip up here. Uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, depending on where you stand with it, it, it was badass no matter who right. you are because it was just <laughs> this, this one guy that kind of gave it back. And, um, But, yeah, yeah, so, but. So what do you think about bugging out? Do do people should people have a plan? I mean, everyone should have a plan. Like we're 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 in that day and age where unfortunately everyone should have a plan to yeah. hightail it out. Yeah, it just it's just the way it is, and that's reality, and you just have to accept it. Um, you know, we have something as simple as we each have a bug out bag. If we if it got to that point, yep. to where you know it has food, it has water, um, sh- shelter capabilities, some. You know, extra warm clothing, things like that, ammunition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just earlier talked about. You know, when it comes to ammunition, yeah, that stuff's heavy. So twenty-two. You know, yeah, so twenty-two might be the way to go. But um, either way, you know, we have it available, and then we every so often check it, update it, make sure you know food hasn't expired, stuff nice. like that. Um, you know, have a way to cook food if you need it. Yeah. Um, filters for water you know things like that you know yeah and but the more obviously the more you get heavier it's going to be right it's it's right. you gotta you gotta think realistically like what can you actually sustain as far as like if you're you know trekking up and over the mountains here extra socks and, yeah all right so you know raincoats tarps things like that but um yeah unfortunately we're just in that that day and age where you have to be prepared somewhat right sure. you don't have to be like the crazy prepper people that are just you know every day of their life is just waiting for a disaster to happen yeah. you know still live your lives right yeah you know we're we're supposed to be living normally but on the side you just got to be mentally aware of what could happen well i used to think that that was all just people being paranoid and almost yeah. like well there was lo- a point in time where it was yeah you know? yeah but now it's like dude you need if you don't have a plan you're just unprepared you know before it kind of seemed little wild to have that but now it's like man i mean and and things change that quick you know I it mean, is fast if you could talk to yourself in like 2016 do you think you would believe we are where we are that fast no no 2016 definitely not um i mean we had a stronger country back at that point so i think yeah it, i mean obviously there's 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 been people here for a while um, you know, we didn't have completely solid borders or anything back then, but it's just the the amount that's coming in nowadays is just astronomical and and kind of terrifying if you really think about it. If yeah. you stop and think about it, it's 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 a scary thought to know what has infiltrated our country. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, going back then, I mean, that was what seven years ago. That's not that long ago, and you know, I would have never thought that we'd be where we are today. Right. Um, but you know, here we are, and so. But you have to adapt. So times change. You have to change your mentality. Is the biggest thing that you have to be 
mentally prepared for anything that that will happen right and then you know god forbid you have things like medications yeah that you're going to need to take with you that need to be refrigerated you know stuff like that you know it's not not a fun thought but the more prepared you are now the better off you're going to be obviously you never know when things are going to happen how they're going to happen what's going to happen but you just have a basic just basic plan right yep. and you can just sit down with somebody and just kind of create a small strategy get together with the family or if you have um you know extended family in the area like you know see what everyone can provide and to come up with you know a solid plan and yep. people might think you're crazy but I not, even, not when it happens yeah 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 they're gonna <laughs> they're be gonna be coming to, to you, you. Yeah. yeah how many i i had a whole handful of people that when the 2020 stuff was happening they're like dude can i borrow a gun I'm like, no you can't borrow yeah a gun. you can go buy one yeah well you, if at you that can. time it was hard yeah. because they were <laughs> they're yeah. flying off the shelves and it was actually yeah. really hard to get a firearm um and then you know ammo is crazy expensive now yeah but um it, but it was the people that didn't believe in it and you know yeah. the, the more you tell them they are like whatever you know, you're you're crazy and you know 2020 happens and all that went out the window yeah well i mean at least a lot of people are opening up to the reality yeah, and yeah, i've seen true. a lot of people change their minds and and it's good that people are being open-minded because i think that's the american thing right like if if you're not open to new data and new ideas uh then you're screwed because things change you know and um so i try to be open-minded about things and if you had met me 10 years ago you would it would be a different completely yeah. different person and um so guys i really encourage you to hit up perry um hit up anybody that does this kind of training in your area but um you know the the common theme here seems to be train train in your medical stuff train in your firearm stuff train in any kind of scenario based stuff and perry where can people follow you and uh your, your website to get on your newsletter fortifiedmeasures.com yeah fortifiedmeasures.com um, we have so we have a bunch of different training packages that we offer um, as low as I think that the sh shortest one we have is a two day, which sounds like a long time, but it's, it's just five hours total of training. Yep. Um, but again, it, we, it's, it's set up for the people that maybe just need a little refresher. Um, but then there's the people that need consistent training. And again, you don't, you can get it from me, you get it from somebody else. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that comes to your home. So that's, yeah. a, <laughs> that's a plus. Yeah. So no dealing with, you know, range fees and traveling and having to buy expensive ammo. And you don't even need to use your own firearms. You know, you're going to be come with a whole suite of everything. So um, it's really, we try to make it as convenient and as user friendly as we possibly can. But um, yeah, fortifiedmeasures.com is uh, where you can get all the information. And then, uh, you know, we're on Instagram, which is uh, fortified underscore measures on Instagram. Um, or me, my personal page is just uh, Perry Yee, all one word. And, and guys, uh, it's going to be in the show description. So wherever you're listening to slash watching this, um, it'll be in the link in the description or somewhere down there. All this stuff will be tagged. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it should be coming here really soon. But like you just mentioned the newsletter. So even yep. if you just head to the website here uh, within the next couple of weeks and sign up for the newsletter, uh, I'll be sending everybody just a, a two-page PDF of simple basic things some that we you know discussed at the beginning of the show of what you can do just to help you know fortify your home on the outside and on the inside to um, hopefully make you more of a hard target for people and uh, feel just a little bit more safe and comfortable inside your own home I mean, we, we, 
your home is where you should feel the most comfortable. Right. And unfortunately, there's so many people that are taking that away from us. Yeah. And that's to include our politicians mm-hmm. and our, you know, right now for the San Diego County area, um, and this is coming directly from some agency people in the area and mm-hmm. department people. Yep. Um, the, the average r- response time for a priority one call is 45 minutes. Yep. And you have to realize that even if it was, even if it was one minute, right? When seconds matter, police are minutes away. Yep. And you are always going to be your first responder, your own first responder. You know, the police aren't there to come save you. They're there to come clean up the mess. Yep. Hopefully prevent further damage. Um, but it's, we're, yeah, we're at that point, you know, where criminals know that they can commit a crime. Maybe they get caught, but they're going to be released the next day. You know, it's there's no more consequences anymore. There's, there's all these consequences for law-abiding citizens, but not for the criminals. Yeah. Everything is backwards. So, yeah. um, and that's the reality. Again, you may not think it. You're super naive if you don't, but I do hope and pray that, you know, nobody's ever having, have to experience something like that um, or be put in that situation. But if you are, be prepared. And, um, yeah, fortunately, we're in the time where you have to be, I mean, it's kind of, it, you've always had to be your first, your own first responder. Yep. Again, even even when you have, you have, you know, high officer count in your area again it with it does matter how much time it takes them to get there um you know the damage is probably already going to be done so something to think about fortifiedmeasures.com guys go follow perry reach out get connected with him and uh we're about to do some training so let's do it let's get it cool thanks for coming down dude